We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now, back to the guys. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. It is noon straight up. Time to talk to our friend Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston. Of course, Patriots insider. He is brought to us by Dr. Matthew Lopresti at Leonard Hair Transplant Associates, the hair doctor of Tommy Kern, a 1-800-GET-HAIR. By Awaken 180 Weight Loss, become your own success story by dropping the weight holding you back. Starts with just one call to Awaken 180. And by Unified Office, where they help businesses maximize every incoming call at unifiedoffice.com. To the Harbor One Hotline, Tommy Kern, good afternoon. What's up, boys? How's Hello. it going? Oh, it feels like the it feels like the skies yeah. have opened up, Tommy. That like it's it's like summertime. The sun is shining. Bill O'Brien is going to be here. If we're giddy, I can only imagine the kind of blood flow Mac Jones has at this point. Yeah, I mean he's a ladder out of the hole that they dug in 2022. That's what he represents. There's an immense amount of work to be done, but at least you have the right architect. That, to me, is, is the biggest part of it. You could have hired any of the other people that you had in, none of whom had offensive coordinator experience, nor at the NFL um, did Adrian Clem, for instance, have experience. So you've got what amounts to the best man for the job. Now the job is complicated. See, see Tom, like what I was thinking about is, why Why did they wait? What was happening last year that forced Bill to kind of do what he had to do last year, almost like, you know, just to buy himself some time? Because I feel like they probably wish they could have done this last year, but maybe something was holding each side back. I can only surmise that what was so often reported by people who are more plugged in with the Alabama program, um, that Bill wanted to respect Nick Saban's program and the unwritten rules and the friendship and say, okay, well, I won't go after Bill until his contract expires. And we can look back at the conversation the two men had. I believe it was on an NFL Films um, interview with the two of them where it was just an open conversation, and they both lamented the fact that so many people would raid their programs. So in saying that publicly, I think Bill privately paid homage to not doing it and left Bill O'Brien where he was. So in the end, based upon the Emily Post etiquette book of the NFL and Bill Belichick and Nick Saban, we had to watch Matt Patricia run the Patriots offense for a year and whatever was sacrificed in doing that. But in the end, they got their guy. So page turning, I guess. Tommy, a second ago, you mentioned in your answer to my first sort of statement slash question Bill O'Brien's here, but now it's complicated. Why? It's complicated because, and not in a horrible way either, Gresh, it's it's complicated in that, okay, what is the problem that plagued the team last year? Was it simple quality control? Was it discipline? Was it personnel? 
Was it offensive line? Is it a quick fix? Or do you come in and say, we need to, we kind of need to tear this thing down to the studs? I don't think they do. I think there's plenty of talent at all the positions. I think there's plenty of wide receiver talent. There's plenty of running back talent. Their offensive line needs to be fixed and coached better. All the positions need to be coached better. Um, The quarterback is fine. Not great, but fine. So to me, it's it's complicated in that you've got to figure out what offense are we going to run going forward, what do we throw out from last year, and how do we improve this quality control? Is there a bigger issue there with whether or not these players have gotten to a point where they don't listen like they did or have the same level of personal responsibility that they did when the team was actually good? So does O'Brien coach the offense and the quarterback, or is that he's splitting those those duties up? Just at first blush, I would imagine that, that, that it's the first one. Coach the quarterback, coach the offense, take complete and total, utter yeah. control of it, and run everything so that you don't have conflicting um, messages. And that's mm-hmm. the thing with Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, in my estimation, Christian. You might value them as coaches, but you don't need voices that are going to have hangover from last season saying, well, that's not really what we were doing last year, Billy. I don't know if he's going to understand that. Just let him do it. Just move on. Yeah, no, agreed. Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston here with Gresh and Fourier on Boston and New England Sports Original, WEEI. Um, To that end, in terms of coaching staff, who coaches what, I know that uh, there's a report or two out there, Tommy, saying that the Patriots are going to have a follow-up conversation with Adrian Clem, who I never took seriously as an offensive coordinator candidate, but apparently may be coming in to run the O-line. What was interesting to me is that public records show that Adrian Clem makes about eight hundred fifty grand out at Oregon. <laughs> Pretty good place to have eight hundred fifty grand. It'll go a long way in Eugene, but also probably some bowl bonuses in there. Would Bill Belichick pay real money to try to lure Adrian Clem to be a position coach? Well, it could be running game coordinator. I mean, I when you're moving up in the business. Money's not as important as opportunity. And he was with the Pittsburgh Steelers for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, so if he has to go down and pay, make less than he's making at Oregon, which I don't even know if that's a concern, but if he has to move down financially to reclaim a spot in the NFL with an organization that is pretty well regarded, then you, you do it. So I, I just don't, I don't think that that would be a, a barrier to if I was Adrian Clem, I would say I'll, I'll go there and do that for to be in the NFL. I mean, because that is part of the other. I just feel like you know, building a staff on the offense is is priority number one, and offensive line yeah. was another issue. Billy Yates was, along with Matt Patricia, I guess, in charge of the offensive line, which had obvious holes. To me, after that, would be the offensive line. Like, let me, because I almost feel like Bill needs to create this whole new succession plan needs to start all over again like fill the pipeline with a bunch of good talented coaches and then see where he can get yeah it really got and i wrote about this over the weekend when you look at the 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 net that that bill passed in trying to get people in here it's obvious they put all their eggs in the bill o'brien basket and it's excellent that that basket came in intact for them but when you look at mcdaniel's leaving and taking with him lombardi and um Cole Popovich and Bo Hardigree and Jed Fish, and I could just keep rattling off name after name. And whether or not they're the next coming of, you know, Vince Lombardi or not, certainly I don't think so, but you just keep having to retrain people. So they do have to reinvigorate that whole staff, just repopulate it. And this gives them the opportunity to do it. Maybe it's with Sean Jefferson. Maybe it's with Keenan, uh, Keenan McCardell. Maybe it's with Adrian Clem. But you need more people on that side of the ball because the entire coaching staff has been rated and re-rated over the course of time. And, guys, it's a hard place to work, as you know, mm-hmm. um, Rush from Washington and Christian from being a part of it. Long hours, crap pay, no titles, extreme expectations. Um, it's a hard place. So, I think it's gotten harder and harder to find guys who are like, why don't I just go work for McVay? He's got well, like let me let me guys. ask you that, Tom. Sorry to cut you off, but like, isn't as far as like changing the way you do business, like the league has changed as far as how much you can hit and all the you know advantages that the players get. 
I mean, do you think that that would be another way that Bill could say, listen, come coach for me. I'm not going to be so dem- – like, you're always going to be demanding, but the hours are going to are going to change. Wouldn't Would that be part of his, you know, rebooting of this whole system? From my understanding, the Patriots in 2022 had more meetings, and those coaches worked harder than you can even comprehend. Whew. Believe it or not, the meetings would stretch into the early morning, mid-morning hours. You know, and just a couple hours of sleep. Now, what got accomplished there? Not a hell of a lot. Probably because everybody was on such a steep learning curve that it was, you know, diminishing returns. Mm -hmm. To me, what the Patriots have to prioritize in 2023 is quality control, discipline, and being back on the details. You can't have wide receivers running routes on top of each other. You can't have tight ends running into each other. You can't have difficulty getting play calls in or wide receivers not lining up correctly repeatedly, as Kendrick Bourne would do. All those things have to be improved, in addition to having the most penalized left tackle in the league in Trent Brown and another guy who won't be here, Isaiah Wynn, who probably would have lapped him if he hadn't been hurt all year. So those things have to be fixed before anything else. So there might have to be a lot of posteriors that have to be chewed on and chewed on relentlessly all summer long. So I don't know if this is the time to start selling. We've got to be nicer. <laughs> you know, it's interesting that you bring up all the, the coaching points there, Tom, just in terms of meetings and things like that, because my next question for you was going to be, what do you make of a lot of the Patriot assistant coaches who are going to be a part of coaching the the different the bowl season number two, which is the one that is connected to the draft process. I feel like a lot of people could say, well, yeah, you get to touch and feel and sort of see these prospects. But when you have, like it's like DeMarcus Covington's going to be a D coordinator. Troy Brown's going to be the head coach of one team. Kind of feels like Bill or Bill Belichick might be trying to accelerate the growth rate of his assistance this off season. Some of that does happen as well, though, through what the NFL applies um, with those those different opportunities. So I think there's two things that are going on there. They have the opportunity or they're compelled to take the opportunity as a, as a staff, and then you leverage those opportunities by putting guys in, in those prime positions. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's all for the good. The more responsibility that these guys can have in the offseason individually and see prospects, the better because – this was a wasted year in 2022, and I'm sure it felt that way for the coaches as well when they would work their asses off and go to the games and the mistakes were being made that were mind-numbing. And I mean, whether you're Cam Acord or Nick Cayley or Troy Brown, so many things happened that you could not have possibly have coached, and then it happens, and you're like, why did they not get that? That's do I have to tell people not to flip it over their shoulder in an end of game? <laughs> right. I mean, exactly. You have to explain that. And apparently you did. So it, it was, it's just a lost year. And again, like you guys said at the outset, it's, it's a good day to know that there is a path back out that has been at least set a course correction. Well, is that also why I mean, when you start talking about the coaches and the staff, Guys like Troy Brown and others, are, you know, coach, being head coaches of that Shrine game, is that another example, or is this something that the, that he has done in the past? Who's that? I'm sorry, Bill. Bill Belichick with Troy Brown. Troy Brown uh, being the assistant. Well, he's going to be the head coach of the Shrine Bowl. Mm-hmm. Is that also part of it, or is this something that he's done in the past? Is this another message of listen? You need more tutelage. You need more experience. You need more knowledge. I think they, you know, they. The NFL, the Shrine Bowl, the Senior Bowl, um, they they pick the staffs that are compelled to do it. But I I would presume that's part of it. I mean, you could have Mayo do it, but shows Troy. I, I honestly, I can't even speculate. But like I said, it's all to the good, I think, for them. To me, what's going to be interesting, Christian and, and Gresh, is how do Mac Jones and Bill O'Brien work together going forward? We saw the agitation that Mac had in 2022 with Matt Patricia we know Bill O'Brien can be a fiery guy. I'm guessing that is, to me, a positive because you should have to break some eggs to make the omelet of the Patriots offense, yes? Yeah. Yeah. You should be able to yell at each other. I mean, it's 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 going to be it's gonna be a very hard summer, I think, for a lot of players 
because the quality control slips so drastically on that side of the ball. Tommy Kern of NBC Sports Boston here at Gresham Fourier. Uh, what is your best guess gut feel on Matt Patricia? Because, boy, Christian and I were talking about the last hour, Tom, that after everything that Matt went through and almost kind of taking the bullet for Bill and calling this offense, boy, it'd be really hard to see him walking away without another opportunity for him to maybe stay in the league. What are you hearing? What do you know? What's your feel? My feel is that they're going to let Matt make a decision on what Matt feels is best for him. Um, he's, I, I believe he will always have a comb on the staff someplace if he decides that he wants to stay. The Kraft family thinks the world of him. Bill obviously over and over and over again praised him and probably understands that he has to extend the loyalty to Matt. I put him in a horrible spot this year. The contract's up with the Lions. Um, we would have to get him a, a contract and some commensurate pay to keep him here. What does he want to do? What's the role? What's the title? But Matt has to decide after a very difficult year. And, I mean, he's in so many ways the, you know, poster child for what we watched this year. Does does he want to stick around and feel radioactive? So that that's my best guess. It's in The ball is in Matt Patricia's court, um, and he'll figure out what he wants to do to do tommy thank you friend we appreciate the intel and the knowledge as always and i know you'll be with uh mego and arcan on thursday we'll talk to you soon friend all right good deal thank you guys there we go interesting stuff from tom curran and you know the the money piece in terms of assistance is normally some of the first things that i think of the business end of it that whole adrian clem thing honestly it'd be a huge hire and part of the reason why is is that the Steelers really didn't want to let Adrian Clem go. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. No matter where you work from these days, take Gresh and Fourier with you on the Odyssey app. Favorite WEI. I no longer work with a wrestling fan who doesn't get this song. See, this is the difference between you and I. Yep. There's many, but there's a lot of similarities that I'm finding out also. Um, This song, one, I am a wrestling fan. I'm not a super fan. Okay. You're a super fan. Yeah. Okay. Now, this song, I love this song. Um, Tom Sawyer by Rush. Yeah, but for a completely different reason. I have, I would, I mean, I love the song, and I'm sitting there going, "Oh, Gresh likes this song too." But you, 
you know, assimilate it with a wrestler. Or yeah. some, I'm assuming it's some entrance that some guy comes in. Yeah, that's right. Back in it? the Back in the day in Dallas when they were in the Sportatorium, the modern-day warrior, Kerry Von Erich, was a, one of the Von Erich boys down in Dallas. Just Google it. They're making a movie about him, by the way, the Von Erich boys, that I do believe is like a Netflix deal or something. Uh, but yeah, Kerry Von Erich was like the most famous Von Erich brother. He was one of, I think, the three who committed suicide as well. But this guy, Fourier, just show you how wackadoo and how tough this dude was, right? This guy, right in the middle of his heyday. First of all, if you just Googled Kerry Von Erich, you'd be like, wow, this guy looks like a million dollars, right? Would it be a C or a K? It would be E-R-I-C-H. So go Kerry Von Erich and put it in there, right? He was at one point time wrestling WWF. This dude in the mid eighties, right? Fourier, this guy oh, has a accident. Oh, I know who this guy. You is. know, yeah, right? Know. Yes, so, but yes. this guy ended up having an accident where basically they amputated his foot, and he still wrestled for like five years and would like shower with a boot on like everybody in the business knew yeah but he didn't want anybody to know because they'd be like oh the blacklist the guy turns out he was like one of the most famous von eric brothers he was like a world champion at one point he went to go wrestle for vince mcmahon guy was doing it with a nub on one leg because he also was like on pills got hopped up drove a oh motorcycle God. ran into a car these guys look. but i'm telling you the the whole they they, they were they ruled Dallas in the eighties? They were more popular than Robert Newhouse at one point in time. See, I feel like I just totally insulted you, and like you, you didn't even catch it. Like you're not a super fan. You're more of like a historian. That's who you are. Well, I've been. You, you know way yeah. too much. You're like the guy well, that says, "Everybody, sit down, please. Everybody, sit down. We're going to start the lesson. We're going to start down. We're going to go over the Von Eric boys. That's right." Okay, and world class a, championship yeah. and, wrestling, and then the, and the world of how they dominated the, the the Dallas Metro West area, whatever the hell they call it. They there. had the biggest syndication television in the mid '80s, even bigger than Vince McMahon at one point. In fact, their real last name is Atkinson, and you know where they got over big Israel because they everybody thought, <laughs> oh, their last name's Von Eric, they must be in with us. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. So they go to Israel and put like sixty thousand people in an outdoor stadium. Because people had no idea their last name was Atkinson. And, just, their, look, and just, their dad was a wrestler in the 60s who portrayed a Nazi. Okay, so. Oh <laughs> like, gosh. go back to those gimmicks. Uh, yeah, no, I love those gimmicks, by the way. Billy knows all this stuff as well. But. Listen, I have a I have a surface-level knowledge of wrestling. Yeah, yeah, Okay, I've told you I've taken my son to those, you know, those, those uh, YMCA, whatever, like the. Independent know, the wrestling independent shows. Independent wrestling shows that are in like some gym. It's like the lowest of the lowest end of everybody. Good afternoon, Drew Cordero, our buddy who's uh, running Beyond Wrestling and Open Wrestling and yeah. all that. So yeah, I'm yeah. like, listen, I'm in, I actually went to a couple. Melt, by the way, the thing's for sale. Yeah, so, and I love the, the Bella Twins. I love them. Who doesn't? Okay. And, uh, but like last night. Have you ever seen Trish Stratus? Do a Google. No, I have not. But as a difference, okay. So was there? Is there? Is Monday a big wrestling day? Isn't it the Monday Night Raw? Well, yeah. Well, that's okay. But a my bit, point but is, yes, I get there you. Was yeah. Like, so like the difference between you and I. Yeah. Okay. So in between watching the Celtics lose to the Orlando Magic, I was watching the premiere episode of The Bachelor. That's what I was doing. Right. Laughing and giggling, and at, at all the women becoming unhinged and losing their mind in front of millions and millions of people what is, like, because they cannot hold it together wrong when you? they get into a competitive environment. Listen, it's the best television, okay, out there. Just wait till the second or third episode when they really start losing their minds. What is more scripted, WWE or The Bachelor? I would dare say The Bachelor. Well, you're telling me they're not there for love? Uh, you mean they're no. not there for just a, oh no, no, what, no. what would be their what would be their motive then for going on a show seen by millions of people oh, when yeah. none of them have a job? Because they want to be like Ryan and Trista and they do a Hallmark movie together. Colorado guy. Played, played football in Colorado. See, yeah, Ryan Sutter. You think I don't know this stuff? <laughs> See? This, I mean, do you have a surface level? I mean, it's like I have a it's general there. awareness yeah. because that was early on in the run. I also know that the the host Chris Harrison might not be allowed in certain states, but another still, story for still, another they time. They still banned him. I think so. I think he's still catching some cancel culture for that. And uh, did they switch to Jesse Palmer they anyway? Did. They yeah, did. because they, they, they got Jesse get, Palmer. They on got there. Harrison's a heat seeking missile. They get him out of there, yeah. and they put the Cupid doll in. Yeah, they actually can't actually, throw the ten yard out, but he can stand there and talk to you know. Uh, uh, here's a dum-dum from the middle of Nebraska trying to find love. What a great gig that is, though. 
Like, would you not do that? Would you not? Like, that's the easiest job in in America. Hey, here's your bachelor. Hey, are you ready? This is a big night for you. Why don't you go ahead and you know, I'll I'll leave you to it. Yeah, like that is what whole... he did. I'll, I'll leave you to it. I'll leave you to it. You better get inside there. They're gonna they're gonna start they're gonna start going crazy if you don't walk in. They're gonna they're gonna rip your clothes off. So do you willingly watch that trash? Um, or are you yes. forced to sit in a room where it's on and you're not allowed to touch the clicker? No, I do have a lot of girls, but it doesn't matter. I still I actively promote it because I'm telling you, if you just give it, give it the next Monday, just 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 to humor me. Watch like an hour of it, and then they. I ain't they, watching an you, hour. Watch an hour. I'm, watch an hour. I might give they, it ten minutes. It's hilarious because it's funny. You can see unless it comes with a Drano they, milkshake no, that I the, can have for that hour. The competitive environment that exists and how desperate and how unhinged some of these women get, and the guys do it too. Okay, the guys do it too. They get in this environment. They they can't handle the competition. They can't handle not being the most important person in the room, getting all the attention. So they they all do stupid things, all of them, and then and then they try to explain the stupid thing that they did, and that becomes even more comical than than the first stupid thing that they did. That's all I'm saying. It has a shelf life, but yes, I'm a fan. And uh, Paradise Island and all that other things. Are you watching Milf Manor? Is that come out yet? Uh yeah, I think it's already oh, started. So I will be watching that tonight. Thank you very much. Uh, oh, uh, what should I watch? Milf Manor. What would we rather start the show with? Turbo Dangerfield in the Twitch chat said, "Foye, have you checked out Milf Manor yet?" No, so Mego actually, Mego actually mentioned this to us a while ago, and oh, we we're yeah. all been yeah. So there's some sort of weird plot to us. Yeah, so it's a bunch of milfs with which a bunch of horned up, in shape, obviously like twenty year olds. And they're all looking just to kind of just have, do you, you have, know, sex. Do you have one in uh, your house that's trying to get on that show, maybe? My son did tell me that he wants <laughs> no, He wants to go no, on Milf Manor. No, he wants to go on The Bachelor. Nah, My kids, I, I, will, I will tell Manor. you there will be a Fourier on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. I will guarantee. And I was, remember talking, though. I was like, why don't, we, why don't you guys do The Amazing Race? That seems like a good competitive show that's not like... You know, self-deprecating. Maybe it's like maybe it's not as insulting. Are you kidding embarrassing. me? Because to your son, he'd rather meet a milf with a ton of money who would then show him the world than him on backpack with his sister trying to figure out how to <laughs> get from Australia yeah. to India. Do a puzzle. Do some sort of yeah, weird right. puzzle. How, yeah. about, how about Survivor? Can we do that show? You're a big Survivor guy. I love Survivor. It's a great show. Okay, I well, used to be a huge Survivor. I don't watch it anymore though. I just I'd rather just watch. Well, the Red know, 20... Sox, the Red Sox did their own version of it a winter weekend. They that went over. Did. Yeah, I do think they thought they were like on a like a spinoff of the movie of the show Survivor. Let's see how many guys can survive. Uh, you know, from being yelled at and mocked and made fun of. I still think that's some of the most interesting sound and indication of, of where an organization is in the fan. You know, uh, and the optics and perception from the fans. Well, speaking of the Red Sox. This is breaking news. Breaking news on WEEI is presented by BetQL. Smarter bets start with BetQL. Download the BetQL app or visit BetQL.com today. This, according to Jeff Passan of ESPN, trade news the Boston Red Sox are acquiring shortstop. Add out. At Alberto, it's mm. AD and then Alberto. At Alberto Mondesi yeah. from the Kansas City Royals, deal is done. The players are being informed. No word on what uh, the Red Sox are necessarily giving up. So, can you believe it? Oh, my. At Alberto Mondesi is a shortstop, second baseman, and third baseman, according to baseball reference. Uh, next year will be his eighth year, according to baseball reference. He played a whopping 15 games last year for the Kansas City Royals. Uh, the year before, he was in 35 games. The year before that, 59. The career high in games is 2019, where he played uh, 102. This is a guy with a 244 career average. So as I peel through it, Maybe it didn't deserve the breaking news sounder, but yeah, here's you. another player to throw on the 40-man. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Add I, Alberto, I, add I, Alberto Mondesi. I can't give you a scattering report on, on uh, Alberto. I can't. It's Adalberto. Ad, ad, like Adalboro? It's like Adalboro? Like no, North Adalboro? South Adalboro? Like it's like add <laughs> and then Alberto. 
I was going to say, where where is a Pawtucket in this whole situation? It's Pawtucket, it right? first of all. Don't be <laughs> insulting. Everybody does that. Pawtucket. It no, is Pawtucket. There's no W. It's Pawtucket. Pawtucket. That's but right. there is a W in there. There is a W in there. All right, so what does this mean? You tell me. What uh, does this mean? It's uh, I, I view it as nothing more than infield depth. If we, if our guess, if our best guess is that Kike Hernandez is going to be headed short into the infield, then this is just another guy to be able to throw in there who's got position versatility. Oh, awesome! But thank you, Joe. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think it needed the breaking sound because I don't, I don't have a clue who this guy is. Um, you said he played a whopping twelve games last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so it's depth. So it seems like that. That's listen. They are collecting players. I'm not going to say talent. Nope. I, I like the way I you're mean, saying it. I think they're collecting players. That's right. And we're just going to put as many out there as possible, and the cream will rise to the top. That's right. There you go. That's it. Plain and simple. It'll and then be, we'll figure yep. it out as we go. Somebody will get hurt. Yeah. It'll make it nice and easy. Again, look at look at what happened with Trevor Story. Now you're shifting the roster around a little bit. So there you go. So we get Amondesi, just not the one that would have hit, you know. <laughs> it's like there's a couple of them, aren't there? Billy, what do you figure Raul Mondesi would have hit here in Fenway? He probably would have hit about 240, but would he would have been hit 40 Mid, bombs. Yeah, yeah, mid-40s, maybe low-50s homers. There we go. So we got instead of A lot of, of routine pop-ups at uh, Chavez Ravine that would have been home runs at Fenway. So instead of getting that Mondesi, we get, I think, the son of. Or nephew of whatever. I think it's son of Mondesi. No relation. Is there relations? I think so. Okay. I, although I shouldn't assume, but I'm going to guess yes. Kind of went into the family business, which is baseball. Uh, but again, so Adalberto, I hope I'm saying that right. Adalberto Mondesi is the newest member of the Boston Red Sox, according to Jeff Passan. Six confirmed what, it is his father. Raul is the father. So oh, maybe right. so maybe there's a chance that uh the kid finds dad's bat, cork that thing up and hit 20 bombs. Not going to happen. Do you right. get the point? All right. I do like the fact that there there there, there should be some comp- nice competition going into spring training. There're going to be jobs. There're going to be jobs open. The Great. best best player fills I listen, I, I don't know what it really looks like. Well, the problem is terms, the, but. no, but the problem is is that yes, those jobs are open, but when you're looking at the pool of candidates to fill them, there are very few where you're like, "Boy, I hope that guy gets the, the best job. of the worst. Like, yeah. What does that mean? It kind of feels like more of the everybody's in the straight line, yeah. and then they say, who wants to go? And a bunch of people step backwards. It's like, oh, you guys up front. You're left in the line. You're <laughs> the ones that are going. Well, but, can I? Can a volunteer please step forward? And everybody steps back. You know what? Cartoon. So we have a, a texter, the 978. Ed Alberto is always hurt, but has blazing speed. Could potentially be a great base stealer with the new pitching clock, throws over the rules. Okay. Da, da, da. There you go. And again, uh, when you think of the uh, the outfielder that the Red Sox finally confirmed that they're getting Ramil Tapia, we know that Tapia is a guy who can scoot as well. So it does kind of make me wonder if it's going to be the – more of the, not station-to-station station baseball, but, hey, I got a runner on first. If I can hit one in the gap, we'll be aggressive running the bases. We'll try to press it because we got dudes with some speed. Not that it's going back to the, you know, the National League way of doing things where stolen bases are really going to matter, but it does kind of feel like Alex Cora reserves his right to be able to insert the running game when he wants to by having a couple of these guys at his disposal. yeah. yeah. And would you say that Montessi, would you say, uh, was that you, Turp, he led the league in steals in 20? Yes, he did. The short okay. in 2020 season. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. What is that, 60 games? Yep. Okay. But he stole 147 bases. He still was the best. 147 bases in 60 games. Yeah. That's something. What would that be if he had a full season? No, no, no. Well, yeah, exactly right. Hold on. His 60 games, that'd be like 300 bases stolen. That's a lot. That'd be something. It'd be a lot of playing time. A lot of his on-base percentage would be through the roof if that were the case. All right. So there is the breaking news with the Red Sox. Hey, I found this when we were talking to Tom Curran about Adrian Clem. And this is from a, uh, it's more of a steal. It's through SB Nation, basically. I'll leave it at that, right? And it talks here about uh, Adrian Clem, who's being let out of his deal with the Steelers to go to Oregon. So this was December 29, 2021. And I do believe, like, the numbers came out on the Clem hiring at the end of that next month, January 22, out in Oregon, where we found out it was 800 for the first year, 850 yeah. for the second year. Listen to this from uh, 
from Mike Tomlin. This was a quote. We released a statement yesterday regarding Adrian Clem and his departure to go to Oregon. Let me start by saying I'm so appreciative of his efforts. The landscape that is coaching is changing each and every year. We see it. Decisions are being made earlier in the processes. Colleges, the processes are happening faster. People are making hires and so forth. The financial component in our business is making college football much more competitive. So we're all getting faced with challenges that we weren't really faced with in the past. We made the decision, I made the decision, to allow Clem to move on to Oregon. It provides tremendous clarity for us as we zero in on the last component of this season. Um, That's interesting that it was the, well, we're going to let him go. And he wanted to go to Oregon. Was that an Adrian Clem end around of being like, hey, maybe I need to get the hell out of here, go somewhere else so I can end up back in the NFL? Because if Oregon lured him, and again, the salary had to have mattered to get him to go out there, um, it just makes me wonder, will the Patriots, either Clem wants another opportunity to get back and the money doesn't matter, or will the Patriots throw a million bucks at him? To lure him away from Oregon. See, the the first part of that is is the key. It's like the industry is changing. Colleges are are paying you know real more money now. for position coaches than the pros are. There's a lot of teams that more than there used to be. Um, so we just can't compete with it. So since we can't compete with it, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna allow him uh, to go ahead and take that money, which is weird because you're there a year. And then you get another opportunity. If we if we if we base it off of what Curran said, is like sometimes opportunity is more than, is more important than money. You already had an opportunity with the Steelers, so it's got to be both, in my opinion. If you're going to leave a high paying a uh, you know, positional coach job at a high end college team, then you better have both money and opportunity. Because I feel like that's a that's not even a lateral move. What's interesting is is that. That was his only sniff in the NFL was the Steelers. So I just pulled up the Adrian Clem history. Yeah, UCLA. Well, he was a grad assistant at SMU and then was at at SMU for three years, O-line, and then recruiting coordinator, went to UCLA for a couple of years, as you mentioned. He was there from 2012 to 2016. And then it looked like he was out of coaching for a little bit. It says here... Uh, his UCLA run ended in 2016. He didn't get to the Steelers in 29 until 2019. Now I don't know if UCLA. I don't know if UCLA was that was when they were blowing everybody out. Maybe he got some free money or whatever in the world it is. But he went to the Steelers for a little bit and as an assistant O line okay. coach, then became the O line coach. And Oregon lured him to be run game coordinator, O line coach, and the associate head coach. So he wants to be a head coach. Uh, and maybe for him, this is the next best way of getting there. I mean, he interviewed for an OC job. If, I mean, would Bill O'Brien care if Adrian Clem has run game coordinator? They'd all be working together, wouldn't they? Well, I mean. Or does that get in the way for Bill O'Brien? I, I do think that the NFL is, has become so specialized, though. You will have one guy that just focuses, like Mike McDaniels at San Francisco. He was their run game guy. He just handled nothing. He would the, the game would happen on Sunday. He'd he'd go away for two days and he'd come back with a, a running like scheme, a running program. Here's all your run plays. Here's your motions. Here's your checks with me's. And that's what he did. Mm-hmm. So I do think it's important. But to me, the the idea is all right. Bill is the staff is so important. I think there was an obvious advantage to other teams that had better coaches. And I even even when I was talking to Tom, I was like, listen, Keenan McCardell, like he was never gonna be. He's a wide receivers coach. Right. He's a really good wide receiver. Maybe he's a better wide receivers coach than, than Troy is. Well, I, I was know. just gonna say, do you need a receivers coach? I don't know. Because you have Troy here. Maybe this one's better. I, I don't know. But I, see, that's where I look at Billy Yates was your basically your offensive line coach. You could probably do better. But with Bill and Troy together, I would think that if the offense is gonna kind of go back to, and it's something that we need to unpack as well. If it's going to go back to more of what McDaniels was doing and more of what we know, then I would think that Troy might be able to acclimate to that from a schematic standpoint. Now, can Troy affect the players? Can he get through to those guys? 
can he coach them? Can he communicate with them in a way that's going to make those guys better with just a new OC? That's what I wonder. And, you know, I wouldn't be so quick to think that the Patriots would punt on someone like Troy Brown, considering it feels like being in the family is now a big part of being on the staff down there. Um, Championship weekend is coming up. And one person in this room has played in multiple championship games. It's time for the five-minute football nerd next. WEI, WEI, New England Sports Original. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... You deserve this ice-cold reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Crash and Fourier on WEEI. Get Boston Sports Original on the go wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. It's time for the five minute football nerd. He's two gapping, and you're getting the beneficiary of getting the uh, tackle. Yeah. And then in three four, they're moving him outside. So, Silent Cal on third down when you're in pass protection, you got a wide nine coming at you. Banana left, right, EX, whatever. The X, the Z, vertical routes. Here's your cover three. Here's your cover two. Hey, you want to get all crazy? We can go two man. We can go two with a spy. Hey, you want to do a rush end? You want to go sub front? You want to go nickel? Oh, no, where else? Aggression Fourier. All right, time for five minutes of football nerdiness here. And Fourier, let's start right, let's with... Let's nerd out real quick. Uh, it is conference championship weekend. All right. Now, I have, heard, I have heard forever about the two-week Super Bowl. You want the extra week because your first day or two, you're dealing with travel, plans, you got to get the kids out of school. Basically, yeah. you got to plan your life for two weeks around and a somebody Super Bowl. Somebody else's life, too. Well, there's that, too, yeah. right? What about conference championship weekend? Is it similar? Is it different? Do you have the same, you know, hey, Uncle Pete from Walla Walla wants to come to the game. Do you got two for him and the uh, woman of the moment? Yeah, um... No, I feel like even a home game, a home championship game or away, to me it was there was no difference. And you played both. I played in both. There was no difference in, in either one. Maybe just the obvious circumstances, you know, of home or away. But other than that, zero. Like zero. Felt like a normal game as far as prep, as far as travel, as far as, uh, you know, responsibilities, all that stuff. I didn't worry about a damn thing. Just I just I went through my same old routine that I always did. It just so it was it another just ha- week. It just happened to be like uh, you know a championship game on the road, like the Steelers game. The only difference about that AFC Championship game was just the fact that we had to leave early. Like that that to me was like there was this huge snowstorm, and we weren't really sure what was going to go on, whether we could get out on time. And so I remember like Bill saying we're leaving early, and we'd stay at some crap hotel in the middle of nowhere. Like, was maybe the only thing that was open was, like, some, like, I don't even know what was open. Some chicken house or something like that. Eaton Park is big down there. Yeah, was that what it was? Oh, Eaton yeah. Park? Eaton yeah, Park. Yeah, you would know. It was some, you probably know where it was. You probably in Denora or something like that. Yeah, there was you nothing were outside there. the city. Oh, yeah. There was nothing there. Like, Coriopolis. I remember Larry Izzo and I saying, hey, let's go walk and get something to eat in, like, the middle of this snowstorm. Where we, no. saw this, we saw this mall. We're like, do you think we could make it? We're like, nah, probably not. And that was it. It sucked. It might have been near Century 3 Mall, which I think is now closed like a lot yeah. of malls. Yeah, but so no difference. People think it made there may be this, hey, ticket. No, it's no difference. At least, at least for me, it wasn't. Okay, now the one thing that you have dealt with, which is not only uh, the rematch, but 
playing a team in the regular season and then getting a rematch here in the postseason. Now, with Kansas City and Cincinnati, not only is it a rematch of last year's AFC yeah. Championship game, these two teams played together during the season. So how do the dynamics of a rematch in season or even year-to-year title game-to-title game play into this dynamic of going to the Super Bowl? See, I do think it's important because I love the fact – I didn't love the fact, but go back to that same year – like we were the Patriots were on like a twenty one games in a row that we were winning. Okay, mm-hmm. and then we had this road trip in 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 uh, Pittsburgh, and there were signs all over the place, and you're not not on our watch. This whole thing, stupid stuff, and sure as hell they beat the crap out of us. We had a terrible day. Rodney got hurt. Rodney got hurt. Our offensive line was a sieve. Guys were getting hurt. Guys who had never played were playing. It was just like let's just get out of there alive, and let's hope we get to meet him again. We knew that wasn't who we were. And then I was kind of happy that the fact that we were on the road playing them again because the burden of proof was now on them. You beat us the first time. You're not in our division. And now we're getting an opportunity to play for real when it really matters, right? Like this is you, – you were the number one seed. You had the best record. We were literally right behind you. You beat our ass. And sure as hell, we you need to prove that that win was not a fluke. So we felt like – we had the advantage going into their stadium, them having to prove it, them having the number one seed. So to me, that worked out fine. Now, we've had it the other way with Indianapolis, with like the Colts. We beat them the first time in Indianapolis, and sure as hell, they came to New England, and we beat them again. So it, it is interesting how it works, but there was no real stress level when we beat Indianapolis and when they came to play us uh, the, the, the next the, later on in that year in the playoffs. So to me... That is the interesting part that I took from that whole experience is how the burden of proof, If are you willing to kind of accept it? Are you willing to go, okay, God, we got to do this again? Man, we were kind of lucky the last time. Do you think we can do it again? So there's some self-doubt that we thought that crept in to the Steelers with a rookie quarterback that, that played outside of his, uh, you know, they played out of this world and then had to prove it again against a veteran team that was ready and weren't going to be surprised by this team. Uh, quickly, because I know it is the five-minute football nerd. However, we might have to expand it a little bit All because right. there's so much to tap into. Nerds. But we've got this out of the 207. Can I ask Christian a question, please? Do NFL players sign any sort of lifetime NDA? <laughs> You want to explain what an NDA is? Uh, NDA <laughs> is a non-disclosure agreement that is normally given to people in business where they are talking about sensitive information where other people's jobs could be involved or unless you're a paralegal and work in WWE, Vince McMahon wants you to sign one with a check because he probably showed you his wiener. Okay, the answer is no. They do not. But I will add, I'm amazed that they don't, don't force you to do it. Really? I'm amazed. I'm amazed because some of the stories... If we just had NFL story time, that could be something else we do maybe later oh, on. Oh, yeah. But I'm actually amazed. On HBO After Dark. Yeah, I'm actually amazed that they, they're they just okay with, you know, ex-players, like, you know, talking about how the sausage is made. I'm amazed by that because a lot of them, especially, you know, the older players, when when you when things were not regulated and you were pretty much, it was the wild, wild west when it came to medication, concussions, practice time where you were hiding players, like all that stuff, what you would do on the road, whether you had like security or not, police on your floor. I mean, I mean that that to me is amazing what players would do, what doctors would do, what coaches would, how they would talk to you, what they would say to you. If you were to hold, do have, have, have this said in a court of law, they would all be thrown in jail. <laughs> I'd really believe that. I mean, we've talked before. It's just so no, no NDA. No NDA. No so you are free to speak freely. They'd say they they speak freely now during the season, which is even more. Oh amazing. yeah, yeah. It's no question. I'm amazed at what these guys are allowed to say without being shamed or being I don't know, reprimanded in some sh- way, shape, or form. And they kind of title it all under conduct detrimental. That is the one phrase in every contract in the NFL that is the umbrella to fine you for anything. And everything that they want, which is really a phrase that means we can pork you however we want. Yeah. Hey, well, listen, uh, you, um, I mean, it could be as stupid as, uh, you know, you didn't tape your ankles. Well, I don't tape my ankles. Well, you know, we're really mad about what you did three weeks ago. So we're going to find you for that. Why? Under what like phrase and clause in, in the, in the, in, in, in the, uh, 
collective bargaining agreement. Well, it's conduct detrimental. We got a notice from the Foxborough Police Department that you're a chronic uh, stop sign runner. Yeah, you now it. racked up a thousand in fines. You're yeah. a disgrace to the organization. Yeah. We're cutting you. Well, for what? For what clause? Right. Conduct detrimental. Bingo. It's the catch-all. We roll into the final hour of Gresh and Fourier. We got the Celtics playing tonight. We got the Bruins playing tonight. Bill O'Brien is back, and we'll talk about that all with you next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 